Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado. I'm a fellow Air Force veteran who, after 20 years of active duty, struggled with transition after leaving service. The Sisters in Service podcast is a platform to include all women veterans, organizations, military spouses, and Blue Star Gold Star families in talking about the trials and triumphs we face while in service and after service. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen and follow me on my journey. My podcast is every Tuesday, and I hope you will tune in. Until then, please be safe, take care of each other, and until next time. Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Service, the Wellness Edition. And it's me, Kat Corchado, and my team, um, also known as me, myself, and I. And this is day six of the Content Creators of Color October Challenge, where I am putting out content every day for the entire month of October. You've probably heard me say this before, but please continue to pray for me. So today I wanted to speak a little bit about health, not just health, health and wealth, but that health is wealth. And I want to go about it in a little bit different way. So we've been in post-COVID, we've been doing, you know, our regular stuff. And if COVID taught me anything, it's just trying to be as healthy as possible, even more so, which can be made a little more difficult because prices are sky high. Things aren't the way they used to be for gas, for distribution, for anything. Everything is very, very expensive. So when we talk about modern life in America, it's led many people to eat more unhealthy foods, eat bigger food portions, and be less active. And I get the unhealthy food. You know, if you have enough money to go to Burger King or Chick-fil-A or wherever, and that's all you got, that's all you got. You know, I, I understand that. But if you notice when you go to restaurants, they have to justify the price a little bit by giving you huge portions. And sometimes it's two and a half to three times bigger portion than what they should be giving you. But we're also less active. And that has a lot to do with where you live, what's available. I know here in the South, some places don't have sidewalks, and it's very scary here (laughs) in North Carolina uh, with people driving and when there aren't any sidewalks. But as a result, the number of Americans who are overweight or obese or very overweight has been rising steadily. Here's a statistic, more than one in three American adults is now obese, and another one in three is overweight. So some of the things that that causes is heart disease, type 2 blood pressure, type 2 blood pressure, I'm sorry, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, stroke, gallbladder disease, sleep apnea, and breathing problems, arthritis, low quality of life, depression, and anxiety. The most common of these health issues are physical inactivity and food, obesity, tobacco, substance abuse, mental health, falling and injury, um, falling and having an injury or getting injured, environmental quality, immunization, and healthcare access. These all personal health issues require attention to improve the quality of life and keep you free from disease. But you're like, okay, great. How am I supposed to do that? And again, I get it, but it's one step 
at a time. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. 12.2% of American adults are metabolically healthy, which means that only 27.3 million adults are meeting the recommended targets for cardiovascular risk factors management, which means they're working out. That's just a fancy way of saying that. So when you talk about health, I have understood since a very young age, you can't buy health. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how popular you are or how many Facebook followers and Instagram followers you have. It doesn't matter. If you're sick, you can't buy it. If you're in the hospital, you can't buy it. Think of health as insurance. You know, you have insurance on your car, your business, your house, and of course, all of the electronics we have now. And we hate paying for it, at least I hate paying for it, but when you need it, that's when it pays off. If you've ever cracked the screen on your phone or gotten into a fender bender and didn't have the insurance, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Health is either something we have or we don't. You either have it or you don't, and there's no in-between. There was a study done quite a few years ago, which just, I remember to this day, and it was a person on the street who asked about 100 people how healthy they are. Now, regardless of whether they smoked, because some of them did, they ate unhealthy food all the time, which a lot of them did. They didn't work out, which quite a few of them did, et cetera. 92%, so 92 people out of the 100 said they were healthy. Because when people think of health, they think of the moment. Like right now, if you think about it, you're like, I'm healthy. There's nothing wrong with me right now. But health is from the inside out. You don't know what's happening unless someone can actually tell you what's happening. And I just thought that was a very unique story in how we perceive health. We are also susceptible to our family history of health issues, which is another reason I'm making health a priority. But let me backtrack a little bit. I want to tell you a story. When I was around eight or nine, I had this intense fear of dying, not just dying young as in a child, but I felt when I got to 30, I was going to die. I don't know where that came from, y'all. I really don't. I don't know if I heard it. I saw it on TV. (laughs) I don't know where I saw it or heard it or whatever. But every time I had a birthday, I just didn't enjoy it because I knew I was closer to 30 and that I was going to die. And I was 21 years old. I was playing basketball in Germany. And we were talking about the different people on the team. And there was a young woman there who was a fantastic guard. She was just amazing. And I found out that she was 35 years old playing basketball. And that's when it hit me is that if I stay active, maybe there's a chance that I'll make it past 30. So um, the good news is y'all, I'm 65. So I, I made it well past 30. But do you see how these small things have such an effect on our psyche and, and what we believe in? that I understood at at that early age that if I kept moving and doing those things to stay healthy and keep healthy, that maybe I had a chance. 
But a lot of times we think we're doomed to get that exact health issue. What I mean is this. How many times have your parents said, oh, you know, we've got diabetes in the family, we've got high blood pressure, we've got AFib, and you're going to get it. But let me tell you that just because you have a predisposition to health issues in your family doesn't mean we're actually going to get it. However, if you are ignoring all of the health signs and signals your body's trying to give to you, then there's a good chance you're going to be suffering from the same illness as other family members. There's a lot of things that happen in my family history, such as AFib, diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, etc. And my mama would always say to me, you know, you're going to get this too because it runs in our family. And I would say, no, I'm not going to get it. And she would say, yes, you will. And I go, no, I'm not. She goes, why? I said, I just refuse to get it. It's a mindset, y'all. It's, it's a two for one. The mindset and then working the body in such a way that it feels healthy. It doesn't have to be hard. It could be something like walking. But let me backtrack. So I'm getting off track here. So in my family, like I said, is AFib, high blood pressure, heart disease, sleep apnea. And I could go on, but you see why I'm motivated to keep moving. People also think that if you're healthy or in the fitness field that you don't, that you always want to work out big fat lie, or that I don't want to eat anything that's considered unhealthy, such as ice cream. Yes, I do. Cookies. Yes, I do. Burgers. Occasionally. But yes, I do. It's no fun to be healthy and fit and not be able to indulge in something sweet. And yes, I do drink wine too. But I don't have these indulgences every day. But when I do, it tastes amazing. So if you're wanting to cut back even a little bit, here is something that I want you to hear. It doesn't have to be an all or none. You know how we are. We go from not working out, not eating right, to working out five days a week, pre-cooking and doing all our food and all this other stuff, and we burn out. Let me tell you my smoking story. Yes, I used to smoke. This was in the military. I smoked for 12 years. And I was dating a guy who also smoked. And every time that I wanted to quit, he would always sabotage it. Take that for what you will, because there, there are people close to you that may want to sabotage what you want to do. After we broke up, and thank God we did, I decided to quit. But I, I'm not that type of person that you can just take it away from me, because then I crave it. So I had to figure out a way to quit smoking, but do it in a way that made me feel like I was doing it the way I needed to do it. So back in the day, I was smoking Virginia Slim's menthol, y'all. Some of you are too young to remember that, but some of you definitely remember. And so I kept going down to the lowest nicotine. This was back when cigarettes were a dollar something a pack, and I was trying to quit before they went to, wait for it, two bucks a package. <laughs> I don't even know what they are now. However, I went to the lowest nicotine. And once I got to the lowest cigarette that had the lowest nicotine, I started cutting back on cigarettes. I went from 10 cigarettes to eight cigarettes. And I finally got down to four a day. And I was getting ready to go to the store. And I thought, 
why don't I just wait and see what happens? So what I did was I kept my hands busy. Every time I wanted a cigarette, I would go do something. And it was funny how quickly I forgot about wanting the cigarette if my hands were busy doing something. The real rite of passage into being a non-smoker was I was cleaning house one day and found a full pack of cigarettes unopened behind my couch. And I sat them on the coffee table and I just looked at them and I left them there. And my son came home because I told him, you know, always just ask me if I smoked, I'll be honest with you. And he saw the cigarettes and he goes, oh no, what happened? And I said, I found those. And those cigarettes sat on the coffee table unopened for two weeks until I finally just threw the whole package away. So there's nothing wrong in taking little baby steps one at a time to get to your goal. We don't go from saving a dollar to a thousand dollars in a week. Well, that'd be nice if you could, but I don't do it that way. But I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I hope this helps anyone who's been listening. These tips have helped me through 65 years of health and wellness. And in my eyes, health is wealth. I want to thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure being a podcaster. And I would like to also say that today is my two-year anniversary of podcasting. So yeah, I just kind of realized that not too long ago. But as always, you know what I'm going to say, please stay safe, take care of each other. Until next time, it's never too late to start your impossible. And I am Kat Corchado, host of the Sisters in Service podcast, and I am a content creator of color. <music>